So tonight, raising the level of the youth volunteer. You know that if we do not raise the level of the volunteer in youth ministry, we don't raise the level of youth ministry because 80%, the statistics say 78 to 82% of youth ministry in America is run by volunteers. So if all we do is look at the mega church or the medium-sized church or some smaller churches that have paid staff and we haul water to the sea in our training or we applaud the large church with multiple student staff, right? Then we are not raising the level of youth ministry if we don't reach the volunteer. Now, the church that I attend happens to be having a conference coming up in May. It's called the River Valley Conference, and it's a multiple staff youth ministry. But we are all about training and raising the level of youth ministries around us, okay? So a little shout out to, the, uh, to my, conference, my church's conference. You know, if you're interested in going, um, uh, you can check it out on the website, River Valley. Um, anyway, back to the training here tonight. We are raising the level of youth ministry because we raise the level of volunteers. This weekend, I was in South Dakota and met with five churches, uh, 50 some leaders um, from five different churches, had lunch with uh, a Methodist and a, a Baptist youth pastor, raising the level of youth ministry in America, right? So here we go. I wanna give you five statements that volunteers make right before they quit, <laughs> right? Five, uh, five statements that volunteers make right before they quit. On the, on the blog, I'm gonna have about seven or eight, okay? I got them all there, but uh, to, we've only got time to do five because I'm, I'm smashing time right now anyway, right? So anyway, uh, five reasons why volunteers quit, okay? Reason number one, I never knew exactly what they wanted me to do. So here's, here's an important principle. Clarity breeds production. Clarity breeds production. If people don't know what their task or their role is, they're not gonna be productive, right? So here's a few uh, quick things that, you, that I want you to talk to your leaders about. Take this, take this into a leadership meeting, right? Go to YouTube, watch that in, in a leadership meeting. Here's some cracks, okay? Identify a chain of command for so that everybody knows who they can go to if they have questions, right? Kind of like a first among equals, right? So everything doesn't just funnel to the, uh, the, the lead. Um, create your own job descriptions. This is really important because if people don't know what their tasks are, then they're not going to com complete those tasks, right? So learn, uh, learn quickly to create job descriptions. Then after six months, ask the, the leaders to rewrite the job description so that in one sense what they're doing when you hand them this job description and you say hey this is what i want you to do six months later they say mm, you know i'm doing more than that uh, you might want to consider this right so uh, that's i never knew exactly what they wanted me to do and then bam they check second statement by volunteers this is a this is a, a, the second statement by a volunteer right before they quit okay number two there was no training. Man, son, that's not good, okay? That's not good. When, think about it this way. When you recruit and you recruit and you recruit and you get a quality leader, but we don't train them, then we don't retain them. 
You hear that? If you don't train them, you won't retain them. That is a principle that is set in, in people who really want to succeed and, and join your team, but we have to train them. So here's what, here's what we're talking about. Leadership development, this is what we're talking about. One of the qualities of a great leader is equipping the people around them. Here's, here's a few things you can do. The evaluation process along the way. Evaluate people, talk to people about how well they're doing. Mid-course correction, right? This is what we would call mid-course correction. Evaluating people as they're uh, doing their job and working in their, in their task. Feedback monthly. Ask for people to give you feedback on not just like your relationship with them, but your, their relationship with the youth ministry in their role as a leader. So get uh, quality feedback uh, on a monthly basis. Competency testing. You know, placement, skill placement, sweet spot, we hear it. You know, you, you, you hear things like, make sure everyone's on the, on the bus and in the right seat on the bus, so then the bus is going in the right direction and you know, and all that. And it, Listen, competency testing will assure you that leaders that are left brain that work logical and work in concepts and work in administration and organization are doing those things. And your leaders who work in the right brain are relational and maybe they're hosting or they're doing flow or whatever because they can handle that, that creative aspect, okay? So there was no training, okay? Um, three, the third reason why leaders leave, these are statements why leaders leave is no one ever said thank you. Do think about that. Now, we cannot take the approach, listen, this is what happens, this is what happens all the time. Our approach sometimes is, well, you know, the, the, they're working for the Lord, right? I mean, bless God, they, they're not working for me, right? We get that, we get that mentality. Listen, they, they, God will say someday, well done. And until then, they're working for him. No, that's not how we got it. That's how I was, okay? And then Jane did something. Early in my ministry, Jane realized that I was like the, this taskmaster and I'm just expecting everybody to work eight days a week, right? In, in 25 hours, right? So she handed me this stack of thank you cards. And I'm like, okay, what's that for, right? <laughs> Think about that. I'm like, what's that for? She's like, you know what that's for. You're gonna handwrite all of these thank you notes to the leaders and I'm like, that's a waste of time. I can just tell them on Wednesday night. <laughs> Great idea, right? And she's like, no, th no, that's not a sacrifice. I want you to catch a leader doing something good and then write a thank you note and give it to them. And I'm like, oh, right? You know, so anyway, Thanksgiving, hear me. Listen, um, gratitude creates work ethic. Gratitude creates work ethic. You know what, I missed that on the second one. Let me give you that. Because um, I have a, that little phrase afterwards, for there was no training, if you're keeping notes and you'll see it come up. Training removes ceilings, so, uh, I'll go back and catch that and make sure we do. But on this third one, no one ever said thank you to me. Gratitude creates a work ethic, doesn't it? It motivates us in a major way. Okay, number four, uh, volunteer statements right before a volunteer quits. So working with your team, if you're coming in joining us late and you're working with your team, this is another one. They seem like they are continually disorganized. Conti youth pastors get that, don't we? You ever seen a youth pastor's office? <laughs> oh yeah, I love looking at youth pastor offices because 
yeah, yeah, it's usually like a train wreck or something, you know, a tornado just had Twister 3 or whatever. And this statement is concerning. The phrase I want you to remember here is that simplicity, simplicity creates success. Simplicity creates success. Be an editor, learn to cut things that aren't working, right? If there's things, if you're just hanging on to things and doing programs because uh, that you've always done them or whatever, if, if things are not successful, measure that, assess that, and cut them, get rid of them, leave it on the floor like an editor would leave the, the clip of a part of a movie they don't want on the floor. Now, I realize they do digital now, but that's how it used to be done, right? So work with that. Here, cut out anything that isn't working until you get someone to manage it better. Because listen, sometimes things fail, not because it's not the right ministry, or we shouldn't be doing that, it's about management, isn't it? Oftentimes, that's where we really fail in management, and that's where we have to delegate authority, train authority, right? To, to de train delegated authority to be successful in their sweet spot, right, in their competency. So that's really important, hear me. One of the greatest miracles Jesus ever did, he, he began the ministry of the feeding of the 5,000. Arguably, you have your favorite miracle. To me, when you look at the feeding of the 20 plus thousand people that were there without a microphone and a platform and all of that stuff, okay? When you look at what he did, that to me is arguably one of the greatest miracles Jesus ever did. And he began the, the, that, that miracle with the gift of administration. When he told all of the disciples, seat them in companies of 50. Right? The only way we're gonna do, we can't buffet style this where everybody comes on up and takes their own. What he basically said was, the only way we get out of here alive is to put them all into companies of 50. The gift of administration brought success, right? So we gotta help our volunteers with, with better administration. Um, work in your strengths as a leader, okay? Don't add too many things, work in your strengths. Simplicity, right? Simplicity creates success, okay? Um, the, the, the last one, this is, I, I love this. I think you're gonna, I think you enjoy this one. It wasn't any fun. The last thing a volunteer said before they left the ministry, the youth ministry, is that it wasn't any fun, right? I mean, I was watching out from the outside when I first started and they looked like they were having a blast, but then everything became so serious and task oriented that we weren't having fun as leaders. So here's some fun. Okay, listen, mission is fun. You hear me? Mission is fun, especially when it's the mission of the gospel and creating disciples and not fans. Because you, you, know you know that, right? Our mission is fun because we're creating disciples, not fans. And if all you're doing is creating fans and attendance, okay, spectators, that's not a lot of fun because that's a ton of work for no kickback. But when you create disciples, everyone else gets involved and they share, the, the students start sharing their part in the kingdom. Oh my goodness, that's a blast. Here, here's some ways to have fun with your youth leadership team, okay? Um, think this through, I'm gonna give you a bunch of, number one, variety. Create more fun with variety. Change up the youth service. Um, next week, we're gonna talk about the youth service setting, how to plan a great youth service. Okay? I get asked that all the time. You know what, man, I'm struggling on, you know, Wednesday night, Friday night, Sunday night. Uh, how do we do a great youth service? We're gonna do that next week. But here's, th this variety can add fun to the team. 
right? Uh, secondly, laughter. How do you make it more fun? You add laughter, humor. Humor creates that, okay? And if you really want to um, create a working culture that's more fun, you have to bring laughter and humor into it. Mystery, okay? Surprise, right? There's nothing like a surprise. Bring pizza into the youth leadership meeting. Take them out to a restaurant for the youth leadership meeting. You know, put that into the, into the budget one week. Go to someone's home for the youth leadership meeting. Go to the airport for the youth leadership meeting, okay? And talk about vision and our goals for next year or whatever. Go to the mall, go to the football field, go to the, go to the cafeteria at a high school. Go to different settings that can create variety that shake up how we do the youth leadership meeting, right? Um, la last one, uh, free stuff. Everyone likes free stuff, right? You go to a camp or you go to, a, you, you go to this you know, youth rally or convention and people are like, who wants a t-shirt? You know, and the kids are screaming for a t-shirt that doesn't fit them, right? So free stuff. Um, give free resources to your leaders. Help your leaders with, uh, with uh, f free, uh, like at, at, a, at a camp or a convention, they don't have to pay the participation fee to go or you know, the registration fee. Help your leaders with free stuff. Um, bring, a, bring something free into the meeting where you bring them a, a, a gift once a year. And, you know, do a fundraiser yourself, people and parents and whatever, to bless the leaders and things like that. Okay, so, all right, five statements that volunteers make right before they quit. That was tonight. Because we want to raise the level of youth leadership in America. So, listen, this week, leaders, all the leaders, you have to either get thank you cards or text notes, okay? Text a thank you note to a youth leader this week. Vital, so important. Will you do that? Maybe to every one of them, your eight or 10 leaders that you have, or your 40 or 50 leaders that you have, text them a note, a thank you note. Start tonight. Before you go to bed tonight, just say, hey, I caught you doing something great at church today or whatever, right? Hey, have an awesome week. This has been 12 Minutes of Learning Youthology Live. Check it out on YouTube. Check it out on Instagram. Check it out um, at youthology.com. It'll all be posted up there. I'll put more up there. This, this was five, but there's I actually have seven or eight of them, and uh, you have blast hopefully um, following up with that. Stud, using that for study this week. Take it into your youth leadership meeting, okay? Hey, great week. Great week. I'm going to have a great week, so you have a great week. Thanks for joining us.